This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Why am I with Seabus Super? Because I'm a builder and they take care of me. Well, I had an accident on the work site and they helped me out, no worries. Yeah, they helped me out real fast. Mate, they just get me. Because they are for all of us. Seabus, for all of us. To consider if Seabus is right for you, visit seabussuper.com.au for a copy of the PDS. I had to go about it, write it out and find it myself. And there's some stories I can tell you. This is the World Cup Daily, day 25. Coming to you from Lord's Cricket Ground, thanks to Seabus Super. The industry super fund hitting various people's retirements for six. You can find them at seabussuper.com.au. Pakistan took on South Africa at Lords, the first game of the World Cup at Lords under uh, sunny skies that became gloomy, terrifying skies, but no rain fell, but a result did. I'm Jeff Lemon. Adam Collins is going to tell you about it in 30 seconds or fewer. Hello, I am. It took us 25 days to get to Lords, but it was worth it for Pakistan. 3.08 for sevens, what they made. A good opening stand with Imam and Fakir Zaman, and then they built nicely with Barbara Azam, but it was all about Harris Sahail. He made 89 or 59 balls. He smashed them all over the park. He made a rapid half-century stand with Imam Wazim into the final 10, so they had a very big score to defend. They did it easily, really. South Africa lost a wicket in the second over, thanks to Mohamed Amir. He picked up two. Shadab Khan... Picked up three. No one really got going. Um, the, the skipper, Duplessis, made 63, but it was a bit of a shambles, really. They fell well short by 49 runs. How did I go? Three seconds over. That's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm relaxed about that. Yeah. I've just written a match report, so therefore it's all in my head. Yeah, you know. Um, I, I know this game well, intimately. Um, I, it, and But you also haven't filled me in on how yesterday went with Daniel Norcross playing the role of me. Yeah, that went well. While you were at Billy Joel, I was asked for a 30-second match report on Billy Joel from various people on Twitter last night from where you were at. But... Um, I, tri- I can do that. Our tri- if we went, well, okay, well, let's do that then. Tell us about Billy Joel in the space of 30 seconds going now. Billy Joel at Wembley, it was uh, one of the most boomer experiences imaginable in that there was a whole lot of empty space. Everyone was sitting in neat rows of chairs. Nobody was uh, spilling outside those to dance. Um, opened with Vienna towards the start and uh, the Ballad of Billy the Kid and, and some of the lesser-known oeuvre of Joel. Um, but, you know, a, a cranking encore that started with We Didn't Start the Fire, moved through, still rock and roll, and uh, you may be right, really got people up and about by the end of the show. Beautifully done. It couldn't have been more boomer if there wasn't a, a, a negative gearing if I could have tax deducted the free Billy Joel ticket that someone gave me, which is so literally we talked about Billy Joel on the podcast maybe five days ago, and then the next day I got a message from someone saying, "Do you want a free Billy Joel ticket? Because obviously you're really into this." Yeah, yeah. Well, perks of the trade, people. The idea that two of us could have gone to Billy Joel on Saturday night was uh, look. Put it this way, I had to come the other way home from Southampton, and I'm glad I did due to the experience with Dan, which was suitably chaotic. Yeah. We ended up finishing the podcast in his living room at about 11 o'clock at night. But hey, you know, yeah. that's rock and roll. It was just about timing. I just had to get out of there early enough <laughs> to be able to get back to London, which I did because nobody starts on time. I knew I knew he wouldn't. 
kept us waiting for a while. Also, new things I learned um, because I saw Billy Joel four years ago in New York. Since then, he's had two children. He's 70 years Gosh. old. I'm like, good, good Lord, Billy Joel, Blimey. stop it. Just because he wrote some of the great pop songs uh, of all time in the 70s doesn't mean... Put it just, away, Buster. Sure, sure. But, but now Billy Joel it looks more like a kindly bouncer, you know, like the nice bouncer who's the reasonable one who, who you talk to when the others have been unreasonable. <laughs> um, so he's got that vibe going. Speaking, but cricket. Oh, I was going to say, that could be a nice segue. With speaking of nice bouncers, oh, um, one of Muhammad Amir's wickets came from a top edge in the air. Just yep. wanted to talk about... Um, he's not the player of the day, strictly speaking. That's going to be Harris Sahel for me. But the Muhammad Amir story is compelling. He bowled in 14 innings mm. after the Champions Trophy final of 2017. Remember, that's one of the great spells of 50-over cricket. He picked up Coley after having him dropped Rohit and Shikha Darwin, possibly, in that crazy first spell mm. at the Oval. And then took five wickets at 92 across 14 one day internationals yeah. thereafter didn't make his way into the provisional squad just snuck in at the last minute to the side and now that ball he bowled his first ball of the day to Hashim Amla um, down the slope for the left hander coming mm. from the pavilion end was absolutely oh well put it this way it's actually how I remember Muhammad Amir when he first bowled here in 2011 10, yeah. it, 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 10 or 11 whatever it was well actually he bowled here in two consecutive years but the, the point is it's the test match the ill-fated test match for him when he was stung for spot fixing that was the way he was swinging the ball as a teenager mm. and when he's at his absolute best he's a true joy and that was the case again today and he's now got the equal most amount of wickets in the tournament and I think it's a great story also a really good review because it was given not out great and, review and, 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 and he it insisted was, and it was swinging it was hitting him in front of leg stump but it had finished its swing basically so it was hitting leg stump flush rather than clipping which meant it was overturned it was a very Mitchell Stark review I've seen Mitchell Stark reviews ball just like that mm. especially in white ball cricket and it reminded me of that and he was bowling it a pace similar to Mitch Stark today as well so that got him started Shadab Khan who was no guarantee to play in this tournament after yep. contracting some form of hepatitis at the dentist a couple of months before the World Cup Good um, Lord. yeah <laughs> it, it truly happened he, he didn't play he didn't play in the start of maybe even any of that bilateral series against England certainly not the first couple of games and that was the, the reason given at the time as far as mishaps go that's up there with Mark Boucher's biltong injury and, <laughs> and uh, who was it who fell over in the shower and broke his toe or something oh, mate, it, it happens more <laughs> often than you'd imagine. Uh, it depends what you're Steve, up to in the Steve shower. Smith's going to fall over in the shower if you keep shadow batting in there. Um, <laughs> as, uh, it was quite a fun press conference that Steve Smith won a couple of days, by the way. I'm not sure if you listened back to the audio, but he, he pretty much was just riffing, just telling gags. I'm like, this is not the Steve Smith press conference I remember from when he was captain. No, this is the Steve Smith press conference from 2010-11 when he came in as a professional comedian <laughs> just to lighten the mood in the dressing room, tell a few jokes. Um, gee, it's good to be back at Lords, isn't it? Yeah. I know, it's not really what I plan to say next, but now I'm looking out across this gorgeous view um, to the right of us is the is the grandstand. To the left, the mound stand. One thing I want to say about Lords today, and maybe I could. No, I'm not going to put it in the Hall of Fame because it's, it's just rubbish. Is that the bloody scoreboard isn't working here? Mm. The scoreboard on top of the it's the Gubby Allen stand over there. Um, normally. It does what it says on the tin and plays this and, and shows us the score and periodically um, cuts to a video replay. Today, right. it was advertising the whole day. And I mm. know some people on the radio picked up on it later, but I, I was all over this on the ABO early on going, hang on a minute. If you're sitting in the Edridge stand, you are only able to use or you're only able to see uh, that as the scoreboard because the mechanical one under Father Time, which is barely fit for purpose in 2019, it just keeps the score and what the batsmen are on, that's not visible. Mm. So if you're sitting on the bottom deck at the nursery end, you're stuffed without that scoreboard. I mean, is there anything they won't 
bloody sell. We're in a, we're in a buyer's market, uh, unfortunately. Uh, Harris Sahail played so well against Australia last October in the UAE. Uh, that's where some of our listeners might remember some of his work from. And he wasn't much in this 11. He played the first game in the World Cup, but he hasn't been picked since. And, I can't he, believe and he comes he's in not. and plays the, the best hand. Oh, every time I see Harris Sahail bat, which he's been quite a lot over the last three years. I'm, I'm just flabbergasted that he's not one of the best players in the world. I mean, I saw him make a half century here in a test match last year, and it was absolute class, and it was much the case today. They brought back Rabada when that third wicket fell in the 30th over. So he, he came in with exactly 20 overs to go, mm. and he hit Rabada straight back out of the attack. Um, there was quite a funny moment where Quinton de Kock was um, remonstrating with Rabada for not bowling short at Harris Sahel because they put a short leg in. So watching that carefully, the next ball, um, Sahel backed away knowing the short ball was coming and uppercut him into the into the Plum Warner stand, <laughs> much to the enjoyment um, of the Pakistan fans and the South Africans were absolutely livid at that. But no, it was... He was assertive from at the start. Um, he got better as the innings went on. That inning, that partnership with Barbara Azam was so important to getting them up to where they needed to be for a platform in the last 10. They elevated Imad Wazim, who uh, they put on the second fastest 50 partnership mm. in the competition in 26 balls. He was quite useful too. But Harris Sahail, the way he was hitting the ball was an absolute delight. And I'm thrilled that he was able to make such a big contribution. 89 off 50. 59 balls got it going. Barbara's arm, 69. Nice. And, uh, well, it was that fast start as well for Kazaman, 44, pretty briskly, and Imam going with him. And uh, I've been waiting all World Cup to see Fakar do something, you know, play with the kind of um, deliver on the promise that he has. And he he didn't make it huge today, but he made it quick. Well, he nearly did. And as it happens, we're watching on the screen a, a replay of his dismissal now that he did not need to do that. Imran Tahir came into the attack and he immediately jumped on the front foot, crunched him down to the boundary at long off. Beautiful shot. And I'm carrying on, as you can imagine, because I do love Fakir Zaman a lot and was saying as much. And then two balls later, he mm. plays the premeditated scoop, lap, whatever you want to call it, and gets an edge through to uh, through to Amla in the cordon. And then a couple of overs later, um, Imad, Imam Al-Haq rather, is caught and bowled by Imran Tahir. And it's one of the all-time great celebrations. It wasn't mm. just a normal run. He ran. He was pretty much Pat Cash at Wim- Pat Cash at Wimbledon in 1987, <laughs> jumping into the crowd to hug his coach type stuff. It went for they could not catch him. Uh, so the 40 year old um, showed he's still got um, good athletic skills as well as bowling skills. Yes. Call back again to Andrew Fernando's line about um, if South Africa were to win the World Cup, Tahir takes the last wicket, sets off on a celebratory lap of the world, <laughs> just, just doing the full surf and navigation. There's there's a guy who walked around the world in the 70s, did a did a full on foot. Um, and that was Forrest Gump. No, there was genuine true story. It's pretty I'm pretty much, sure you just watched Forrest Gump. It's, no, it's not the Forrest Gump story. I can't remember his name, but uh, he, he wiped his face on the t-shirt. No, no, he had a, he had a couple of brothers. Um, Are you but, sure it's not yeah. just? No, he went to Vietnam before played American football. Started a shrimp company. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Forrest Gump. All right, I'm going to find the clipping. South Africa were never really in it. Um, they're pretty much dead. Well, they are dead in this World Cup. There, Zed's dead, they're, baby. They're, they're not going to make it. Um, Hashim Amla, you mentioned him earlier. This could be the last time we see him play for South Africa. They I might, don't think they might not persist with him. Yeah, and, and it's and it's a sad way for him to go. I'll be I'll be surprised if he plays South Africa again. And it's a sad way for him to go, um, like in this World Cup, the way it's been. Uh, he's looked behind the pace, and that and that's yeah for someone who's was such a revolutionary player for a while. There, his one day record opening the batting stacks up against anyone's in the modern era, and yeah, it's reflective of how South Africa have gone in the tournament. They've never been mm. able to put the foot down, even when De Kock was batting with Faf Duplessis, two guys who can really really go up the gears they never looked likely that was partially due to excellent bowling um from 
uh, Muhammad Amir and then Shadab Khan. But nonetheless, uh, you find a way when you're batting on a fresh track. A 308 yeah. is not an insurmountable score. It shouldn't intimidate you, but they, they seemed like they batted like a side who never thought they could get 308 yeah. and they were just they were, they were befuddled by it. And, and that shouldn't have been that way either because in the end, 308 was a pretty good response. They did fight back well in the last few overs with the ball. At one stage, it looked like it was going to be 340. So they pegged them back at the end, and but they just didn't. They didn't have the tools, and I don't know why, because we saw them flog Australia a couple of years ago, 5-0, yeah. and they were making well over 300 then, but it seems well beyond them in this competition. Yeah, Rabada hasn't had a big impact in this comp, and Lungi Ngidi took wickets at the end in that, that death bowler reincarnation that we've spoken about, where he's yeah. become so good, picked up three at the end, but yeah, Quinton de Kock, 47 off 60, Faf 63 off 79, so not what you need when you you need to go at better than a runner ball to get that chase through. Uh, Pekla Quayo, made a useful contribution at the end 46 not out of 32 as he came in and biffed it around but um he's such a good cricketer by the way um, yeah. uh, one to watch for four years time um, there's been comparisons made between South Africa of 2019 and England of 2015 um, if they do look at these all-rounders I think uh, Petla Quayo has shown a lot with the ball I know he took some tap today went for 16 from one over but um, he's shown a lot of versatility with the ball and I never never say die attitude with the bat on a couple of occasions when they've been completely mm. stuffed so you can build around that I reckon he's a serious player yeah David Miller another weird uh, sort of under underwhelming innings he just has had a shocker of a World Cup for a, a guy who can make 60 off 20 he's been making a lot more you know 20 off 60 kind of innings yeah. hasn't, hasn't made a score and hasn't done it quickly but my player of the day <laughs> was Wahab Riaz. I, I know I have a spot, <laughs> soft spot for him, but after having, what, about another three catches put down off his yeah, bowling two today, and one over. eventually he went, you know what, bugger it, I'm just going to take the fielders out of the equation and just started hitting the stumps. Chris Morris, bold Wahab Riaz. Kesa Rabada, bold Wahab Riaz. Lungi and Getty, bold Wahab Riaz. Just, he was reversing it at 150 k's an hour. He was bowling full and at the base of middle, he was swerving it in the air. And he, sometimes, I think the one that got Morris cut the other way off the seam as as well it was absolutely incredible as a fellow bowling i know he was bowling to the tail and they needed to slog but he did exactly what he needed to do and every time the stumps lit up the ground lit up it was just wonderful to be outside because i was outside in the crowd watching oh, nice. that spell and it was gorgeous uh the mechanics of the competition get really interesting now pakistan have won three global trophies the 1992 world cup the World T20 and the 2017 Champions Trophy. There's one thing in common across those three campaigns. They had to play sudden death games in the group stage, having reached a point of no return. And that's what today was. Admittedly, uh, they'd won, they've won four, well, what is now five of their last 25 one days. So to say they need to win four on the spin here, it's a big task, but that's what they've done in, in, in tournaments of yesteryear, and it's hard not to, um, and hard not to reflexively talk about those. Uh, and they're coming up without not the hardest end really mm. they play New Zealand next up which will dictate one way or the other but if they do get over New Zealand uh, they have Afghanistan and Bangladesh in their last couple of games Pakistan Bangladesh to close out the tournament just like 99 absolute crack oh, tell, tell me about it and they have Afghanistan as well and they'll have a lot to play for against them so I can't see them dropping that mm. and I mean it does open up doesn't it they could get to 11 points with that route um, of course England haven't had a washout England will you know they're on 8 points at the moment we, we were talking this morning about England needing to win a game to probably be right but this now changes it somewhat if if England uh, if England do drop a game against Australia on Tuesday and we'll talk about that in a sec it does open the draw completely up for Pakistan Hall of Fame 
I've got a few nominations. Um, one is when there was a, a what we assumed was a five ball over and ended up becoming a seven ball over. This is professional cricket at the World Cup. Seven or five. It actually happened. It, well, they thought it was five, so they called back Morris to bowl another delivery. Yep. And upon the over being completed, they're like, I oh, actually, sorry, that was a seven ball over. It was one or the other. Either way, <laughs> there was a mass confusion at one point. And I love the idea that something as village as that can still right. happen in 2019 on the global stage. Well played there. I don't know if this is a broader thing, but I know that a, a few of my friends have a scoring system where they give things seven out of five. Like if it was really good, how, how good was that? Well, probably a seven out of five. Yeah, okay, I is can that, see that. I don't know if it exists more broadly. Let, let us know if it does. Yeah, um, the, um, the music not stopping in time to start one over. So there was a Maroon 5 song playing over. <laughs> the Tannoy here at Lords. Remember, it's the first game here in 25 days. It feels kind of weird that we're only arriving at HQ now. It's a bit like with the Women's World Cup two years ago. We only played the final here, which was ridiculous. Yeah. But anyway, um, so the music didn't stop in time. They had to be held until <laughs> till, till they could, um, until the DJ um, was able to, I don't know, turn the mixer down or whatever it was. Um, I already mentioned... Oh, the fact that we didn't hear from the guitar guy until the very end. And when we did, I mean, maybe the last... 20 overs or so and Dan and I spoke yesterday about nominating Everlong as Hall of Fame material when Afghanistan lost their penultimate wicket yesterday Everlong came on from the cricket bat guitar guy and we all really just felt hard we have big deep feels mm. it happened again today when Miller was bowled by Shahina Freedy who runs away and does um, you know a celebration which was as good as Imran Tahir's uh, in fact it reminded me of Shahida Freedy's celebrations as it happens but anyway mm. um and Everlong got another run. So for those that tweeted me about that, I, I was listening as well, and, and he absolutely butchered it. So <laughs> it wasn't the best. Of the, that might be why the, the guitar was on ice for the first 70 overs of the game because they didn't have someone and they dragged someone <laughs> in from the mound sta- and Sam said, can you stand on that podium and, and play this this guitar made of the cricket bat? I mean, uh, it's, so, a good, it's a good explanation as any other. So what's your what's your vote? I think it's the five seven, ball over. Seven, five, the five seven or ball seven ball over. over. Yep. Seven, five ball over. I think that gets us there. Seven out of five. That's what we give it. This is uh, part one. We'll be back in just a second. Jeff, how about this? We've got a new spin on Nerd Pledge, but it's sent through by our great mates, Seabus Super. Really? Tell me what we've got. 9.29. Okay, so that would have to be 9 for 29, which mm. would be the New Zealand batting collapse against Pakistan when Yassir Shah took 8 for. It's very good for him. You're spot on. But 9.29% is also Seabus Super's average annual return for their default investment option over the last 34 years. I did not anticipate that completely organic segue, goodness me. Uh, do we have another number? We do, actually, as it happens. 50. Okay, 50 is probably the most common number in cricket, maybe aside from naught, so that's not too clear. But maybe it's the good bit of Bradman's career in between the debut at the Echo where he sucked and then the last test where he made a duck. Very nice. Right again. Also, $50 billion is how much of their members' money CBUS currently have invested. Well, I've learned something new. CBUS Super, the industry super fund hitting your retirement for six years. You can visit cbussuper.com.au to find out more. Past performance is not a reliable indicator of future performance. To consider a CBUS is right for you, go to cbussuper.com.au for a PDS. This is the final Word World Cup Daily Day 25 and it just keeps going after this. Pakistan still alive in the tournament. Their next game is against New Zealand at Edgebaston in Birmingham on Wednesday. Blockbuster! So there will be a lot, an awful lot riding on that. It's going to bust some blocks, let me tell you. Wish some we were blocks. going. We're actually not going to that game. And I'm go- I wish we were going to that one because that's got... That's got, um, that's got 
what you know billing as immediately as mm. of right now the most important game in the tournament we could stop by on the way up to manchester we're going to manchester that day oh. um, to prepare for india so we could just jump off the train maybe um south africa have to decide whether they can be bothered even showing up or whether they just sneak out you know moonlight run get out of the the country with their bags packed if they stay they've got sri lanka in durham and who doesn't want a trip to durham after you've just been knocked out of the world cup and after durham they have an eight day break until their last game against oh. australia in manchester imagine that Eight days before a dead rubber. There's going to be oh. a lot of rain cards played oh. during, during a lot of Hawaiian a shirts. A lot of Hawaiian shirts dancing <laughs> on the bar. Uh, and the next game for the tournament uh, is Bangladesh-Afghanistan tomorrow, which is uh, is interesting because Bangladesh have to get that win. And uh, if they do, then they're still very much alive in the tournament too. Yeah, so Bangladesh are in a similar position to Pakistan where they need to win um, every game remaining to have a chance. And look, why not? Let, let, let's, let, don't stop believing when it comes to Bangladesh. Por que no los dos? Uh, I think that's enough for us today. This has been the final word, World Cup Daily. 25, closing thoughts? Uh, none, really. I'm, I'm just glad that Pakistan are happy. When they're happy, I tend to be. Thanks to our friends at Seabus Super. Check out their work at seabussuper.com.au. We will be back with you tomorrow. Jeff Lemon and Adam Collins for day 26, the 26th day of this World Cup. And I ain't George Benson. I ain't protected by the way I ain't fenced. And if my future questions, my current senses, that'll be the same we've been doing for centuries. Sorry if I ran into empty broke this, so you know what I meant here. I had to go about it, write it out, and find it myself. And there's some stories I can Every day, hundreds of thousands of us are building a future we can all be proud of. For over 34 years, the growth CBUS My Super option has returned an average of 9.29% per annum for its members while investing in projects that not only create jobs, but something better. CBUS for all of us. To consider if CBUS is right for you, go to cbussuper.com.au for a PDS. Past performance is not a reliable indicator of future performance.